one of the major events that took place as Jesus was in the process of getting crucified on the cross was the triumphant entry of our Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem riding in the donkey today if you remember the whole world is celebrating or observing what is called the Palm Sunday right so as I used to say you know some of us may recollect the our good old memories of uh, Palm Sunday where wherever we lived in our own countries we used to go to the church and then the church gives a palm branch palm leaf in our hand and then we take that palm leaf and we go home and we make a cross out of the palm leaf and put it there somewhere at the corner of the house and that leaf stays there and throughout the year and it dries and it dries it becomes really dry and becomes crispy and at the end of the year or, uh, the, when the, the, during the next uh, Palm Sunday we go to the church and we get another fresh leaf and we bring and bring that leaf home and make another cross out of it and take the old cross and throw it off and then put the new cross there you know that has become a tradition in most of the you know countries and most of the churches so today let's take some time to understand what the word of God says about Palm Sunday let's turn to gospel according to Matthew chapter 21 Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 to 11 in fact this particular event of Palm Sunday or Jesus triumphant entry into Jerusalem is discussed across all the four Gospels you know there are very few events we can find them in all four Gospels and this is one among them let's go to Matthew chapter 21 verse 1 now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethlehem at the Mount of Olives then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her lose them and bring them to me Matthew chapter 21 and if anyone says anything to you you shall say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them all this was done that it might be fulfilled what which was spoken by the prophet saying Tell the daughters of Zion, behold, your king, come, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Verse 6, so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse 7, they brought the donkey and the colt, laid their cloths on them and set him on them. And a great, very great multitude spread their cloths on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went, went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Verse 10 says, And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. So what we read is a description about the triumphant entry of our Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. I just want to read from another gospel. Let's turn to John chapter 12. Very few verses there. John chapter 12 verses 12 to 16. 
The next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, John chapter 12 verse 13, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Verse 14 says, Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. We see in both the scriptures we read from Matthew and John, we see the same event is described as Jesus was entering into Jerusalem. You know, I just want to focus our mind this morning to three aspects that we read today. First of all, we just want to spend time, some time about thinking about the donkey. And then secondly, I just want to talk a little bit about the branches of palm trees. And thirdly, probably we'll spend some time about the crowd. So we are going to talk about the donkey and the palm branches and thirdly about the crowd. You know, I would just thought about this morning and yesterday night, what really donkey represents. Now donkey represents simplicity. Donkey represents humility or humbleness. Donkey also represents, you know, not to be liked by anybody else. You know, some of us may have a doubt whether we are talking about the same donkey we see today on the streets, at least in our countries, or it is something else. Whatever it may be, when Jesus took that, that, that animal, you know, word of God says, Jesus was riding on the donkey. Donkey represents simplicity or humility or humbleness. You know, Jesus chose such an animal to be part of God's plan. Jesus chose such an animal to be part of God's you know, original plan because it, as we read it was foretold even by the prophets. You know, it really today, if we see that, put that in our context and see, it really doesn't matter who we are, but it matters to God for us to fit, for us to be fit in God's plan. It really doesn't matter who we are, as long as we are found fit in God's plan, you know, that's what really matters. It doesn't really matter what animal, what kind of animal it was, but it, the important thing was that animal had a place in God's plan. The question you and I need to ask, do I have a place in God's plan? You know, God Almighty is a sovereign God. He has a plan, you know, not only just for our individual lives, He has a plan for the church. He has a plan for the nation. He has a plan for the entire creation, the whole world. And today the question you and I need to ask is, what is God's plan concerning me in God's kingdom? What is, what, who am I? What am, what am I in God's kingdom? The donkey was found in God's plan. Secondly, we think about, we, when we think about this donkey, we also find that as we read in Matthew, the donkey was tied. The donkey was tied and Jesus said, you go there to the city, uh, to the village and untie the donkey. Loose them and bring them to me. 
The donkey has to be untied before it is brought to the presence of God Almighty. You know today that's what we exactly we see all around us. There are many people they are not able to come to the presence of God. We talked about the chairs being empty today. Why? Because people are not able to come to the presence of God. Because first of all they need to be untied. If a donkey has to be brought to the presence of God, if it is tied with some pole or some tree, it has to be untied first to be brought into the presence of God. You know that's why Jesus had to have his disciples. Why Jesus couldn't do his ministry all alone? He could have done by himself. But then he was in need of somebody to go there to untie the donkey. And today God has given that responsibility to you and to me. To you and to me to go there and untie those donkeys and bring them to the presence of God. The donkey was tied but God had to send somebody over there to untie the donkey to bring to the presence of God. We see that it was done perfectly. And as I said, it has to be covered with clothes. We read that specifically in verse 7, Matthew 20, 21. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. I thought about it, why we need to really, you know, cover them, cover that animal with their clothes. Of course, probably the animal is so dirty that they don't want to put Jesus Christ on that animal just like that. So what they did, they just put their, laid their clothes on them and set him on them. What does it represent? It represents our own life. It represents some of the lives they are laying, they are seen outside the church. You know what God is telling us, we need to bring, first of all we need to get our own lives to the presence of God. And before we do something for God, before we carry the precious Jesus, before we carry the precious anointing in our lives, our lives need to be covered with the cloth of righteousness. Our lives need to be covered with the cloth of righteousness so that our filthiness will not be seen outside. You know, today it is so true that when we want to do something for God, when we do want to minister in God's presence, you know, it is so important your life and my life need to be transparent before God. You know, we need to, we cannot carry sin in our life and same time we try to do the things of God. You know, it is really dangerous. God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us our sins to be covered. And that covering is the righteousness. That covering is the righteousness. And where that righteousness comes from, it doesn't come from our own lives. Because we are unrighteous. That's what the word of God says. And that righteousness comes from Jesus. By the work that he did on the cross, that we are considered righteousness. And God covers us. And son Jesus covers us as we are washed by his precious blood. We are also covered by the righteousness, the robe of righteousness. That's what the word of God says. And the donkey was brought into the presence of God and covered with a robe and with the cloths. And now Jesus is set on the donkey. Now what we see there, an ordinary donkey which was tied at the tree, along with the tree, the side of the tree, now it is brought to the presence of God and here we see a cloth is put over there and Jesus is set 
upon the donkey. Now, the donkey, which was an ordinary donkey, now it has become a vehicle of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you noticed that? The donkey, you know, which was just standing there, nobody worried about it, nobody really cared about this donkey. Now it has become a vehicle of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now as the donkey moves further, now we see in the word of God, everybody is you know, putting their cloths on the way. And verse 8 says, and very great multitudes spread their cloths on the road. Others, they just climbed the tree and they just cut down the branches and spread. Why did they do that? Can't the donkey walk on the bare road? Can't the donkey, donkey walk you know, on the road? Does it need cloth? No. Does it need tree branches to walk? Not at all. But the, when the donkey started carrying Jesus Christ, there was an honor even given to the donkey. Now I don't want to miss that there. When Jesus Christ was riding on the donkey, the donkey would have thought, so many days I was just standing there, you know, on the tree. Every day morning, I stand. Every day evening, I stand. Night, I stand. I don't get sleep. All the day and night I stand and nobody even cares about me. But now I see everybody is just coming in front of me and dropping their clothes in front of me. And such an honor is given to the donkey. It is so true. You know, when we carry Jesus, we, when we carry Christ in our lives, He gives us such an honor. He gives us such an honor. The good news today is that the donkey was in need of the master. You know, the message here is, our master is in need of you and me today. You know, the, today the biggest mistake as God's children we make is at times we feel so inferior about our lives. You know, we have seen, I have seen, I have felt that. Every time we feel so inferior about our lives. You know, sometimes maybe, maybe because of we are an immigrant in another nation, or because, you know, we are not eloquent, you know, like somebody else, or we are not so attractive like someone else, or because, you know, we are not well spoken, you know, nobody can understand what we are trying to say. Maybe because of that, or it may be our status, our rank, and, and our quality, or our situation in the society, or something else. You know, at times we feel so weak. At times we feel so inferior about us. You know, and as we read this passage, it is very clear the donkey which would have felt the same way. But then when Jesus was riding on the donkey, there was an honor given to that donkey even. You know, when some of us feel that way, all that we need to remember is that we are children of God. We are children of God. We are children of God. You know, now the donkey which was not belonging to Jesus, now it belongs to Jesus. You know, if we are true children of God, we will not hesitate to say that one day I belong to this world. And now I don't belong to this world anymore. I belong to my Savior. I belong to my Master. He purchased me. He bought me with this precious blood. Now I don't belong to this world anymore. I belong to you. You know, when we say that I belong to Jesus, you know, that should give us a courage. That should remove the inferiority within us. And that should 
Spirit fill us with courage and you know that's how as children of God we need to progress in our lives when the donkey was carrying Jesus there was an honor given to us the same way God expects us to walk in the authority of being called as sons and daughters of God Almighty you know many times we don't realize this you know we don't think about that I am a son of God I am a daughter of God we don't realize that fact you know God doesn't call us as servants anymore he doesn't want to call us as servants or slaves anymore he wants to call us as sons and daughters you know if we don't realize that I am a son of uh, my God or I am a daughter of my God if we don't realize you know we are you know putting down the work of Jesus at the, at the cross the whole thing Jesus came to this world to his was to make that relationship that we are his children not the slave anymore and today God is telling us that we need to walk in that authority you know every time just remember that when you walk into a place it may be a government office it may be a bank just go with that authority that God has given to you it may you may walk in your workplace and go with that authority that God has given you I am a child of God I am a child of God you know I th- thought about the donkey the moment you bring the donkey then I animal when they see the crowd they hesitate have you seen that I have seen that when you when, when you you know want to do something there you know with an animal when you try to bring when you play with it it just plays with you but then you when you bring that to a crowd have you seen dog shows you would have seen dog shows some of the dogs really put them at disappointment you know at the show time they would have been trained all through the year and then bring the dog to the dog show they looks at the crowd and it hesitates to even to walk they expect the dog to do a catwalk on the stage you know it doesn't happen then it brings total disappointment you know to the owner animal does that but we cannot do that we cannot do that when God calls us to do something you know as the children of God we need to do that with the authority that God has given we cannot just show we cannot shut away we cannot shun away by looking at the crowd and God wants us to do that God wants us to walk in the authority that God has given being called as his sons and daughters we talked about the donkey secondly the branches of palm trees we see the branches of palm trees being used in this particular situation if you look into you know some of the commentary and Bible in you know, history behind and understand what the palm branch represents the palm, palm branch is a symbol of victory palm branch is a symbol of triumph peace and eternal life if you look at some of the you know uh, some of the history from originated from the east or from the Mediterranean world that's what we find out palm branches are used wherever they want to celebrate the victory of something palm branches are warned, uh, used you know where where even the sports they use palm trees to show that palm branches you know in order to celebrate the triumph or the victory of someone especially in Judaism the palm is associated with the festival of Sukkot a festival called Sukkot it is a feast of booths or the feast of the tabernacle you know that's where we see the booths are made with palm trees palm leaves the palm trees are used even in the Old Testament and even in Judaism a palm branch was awarded to a victorious athlete in the ancient Greece and palm tree leaves 
you know the tree itself attributes victory in the ancient Rome palm branch and the palm tree is associated with victory in Christianity or in, in the word of God the palm branch is associated particularly we see with the Palm Sunday now when according to Christian traditions palm branches were waved in the, at the triumphal entry of Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem now in many historical culture palms were symbolizes such idea of victory or triumph peace righteousness eternal and fertility and so many other things I just want to read uh, one scripture from the Old Testament uh, let's go to Psalm 92 Psalm 92 we see a symbolic representation of the use of palm leaves and palm branches 92 12 to 14 what I've got says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree righteous shall flourish like a palm tree he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God they shall still bear fruit in old age they shall be fresh and flourishing what the word of God says the righteous shall be like shall flourish like a palm tree all of us would have seen palm trees no matter what the situation around it it still stands straight it's still long it is still green it does it yields its fruits every season in season and out of season now God is telling us you and me are like a palm tree planted in the house of God in Revelation as John was seeing the vision in heaven in Revelation chapter 9 what he sees in chapter 9 we read about it he says I saw when behold a great crowd standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes and palms in their hands even in heaven what do they have in their hands they have palm branches in their have in their hands can you imagine even in heaven when the children of God are standing there before the before God Almighty they were waving palm branches palm leaves in their hand that's what John saw as he saw the vision in heaven what of God says as the donkey was in need of the master we are not only in need of the master we are also expected to hold palm branches in our hand we are not only expected we are not only in need of the master we are also expected to hold the palm branches in our hand what does it mean what does it show it shows that we have gone through it and we have come victoriously if you ask any one of them in John's vision as they were standing before the throne in Revelation 9 holding the palm branches if we ask them what is going on in your life you know they may tell us we are once we were going through severe tribulation in the midst of our pains in the midst of our sorrows our sickness our affliction our torture we were going through all these things in silence 
in, in, with patience. But we went through it all and now we made it, we are standing here before the throne of God. We have gone through it and we have come out of it victoriously and triumphantly. That's what the palm represents. When we say talk about the palm tree, when they hold the palm tree in their palm branch in their hand, it shows victory. Victory from what? Victory from what they have gone through in their lives. You know, some of us may say that, I am going through so much of terrible time in my life. All along in my life, I am going through, I have been going through sickness in my life. I have been going through loss of somebody in my life. I have been tortured by people, by their words, the way they speak, the way they think about me. But what we are going through, when we go through all these things, and one day, when we stand before the throne of God, we are going to tell the same thing. I have gone through it, and I came out of it, and I am standing in the presence of God victoriously. Palm branch represents victory. And God Almighty expects us, every one of us, to take the palm branch by faith. And show it to the enemy, and tell him that, I am victorious, because my God is alive today. I am victorious, because my God is alive today. The death couldn't hold him, and today he is risen victoriously. I am holding the palm tree, palm branch as a symbolically representing the victory of Lord Jesus Christ and his victory is my victory today you know God wants us to take the palm branch in our hands by faith in 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 Paul writes 2nd Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his kingdom in every place. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Do you think that our Lord Jesus Christ will put us into failure continuously in our life? No. He will make us to get into a time where we see victory in our lives. He will give us the time to see great things happening in our lives. Whatever we consider as a failure in our life, our God can change it and make it victorious in our life. All that we need to believe, we need to believe the victory that Jesus took on the cross. We need to believe that victory that Jesus took over death as he couldn't hold the death. The stink of the death couldn't hold him. He took victory over it. As long as we trust in his victory, that victory becomes our victory and we will be able to declare and say that according to as Paul says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Do we have that victory in Jesus? Victory over sin. Victory over addiction. Victory over the curses of the enemy. Victory over jealousy. All those things God wants us to come out of it. God expects us to take victory. Victory over temptation and the pleasures of this world. As a child of God, children of God, as a disciple of God Almighty, God expects us to take the victory and show the palm branch and tell the enemy and tell the world and tell them that I am no more under your influence because I am victorious today. I took victory because my Lord Jesus Christ took victory over everything. Thirdly, the crowd. The crowd shouting Hosanna. We talked about 
we are in need of our master like the donkey and God expects us to take the victory over everything that is bothering us today it may be sometime a thinking it may be a thought that comes in our mind often and God is saying that we need to take victory over it we need to take victory over it thirdly what about the crowd let's go back to Psalm 118 Psalm 118 we see in the gospel that the crowd is shouting Hosanna let's go back to the original place where we find Hosanna in the word of God Psalm 118 verses 25 and 26 Psalm 118 25 save now I pray O Lord O Lord I pray send now prosperity Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Who have blessed you from the house of the Lord Save now I pray O Lord O Lord I pray send now prosperity Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Who have blessed you from the house of the Lord It was a prophetical statement about the coming of the Lord The first coming of the Lord Into the city of Jerusalem now if you can go back a little back to the history in Judaism Hosanna was used it came from a Hebrew origin the word means please save or save now the original meaning in Hebrew for the word Hosanna means please save Lord in Jewish liturgy the word is applied specifically to the Hosanna service you know, a cycle of prayer from which you know they sing a song every day morning during the festival of Sukkot the feast of the booths or the tabernacle every day morning they gather together and they sing the song Ozenna. they use the word to call upon the name of the Lord Lord please save us Lord please help me Lord please save us Lord please save us as we read in Psalm 118 Lord help us O Lord help us O Lord but in general Ozenna, if you go to the Greek origin and try to understand that's where the word the English word Ozenna came from is a cry of praise or adoration shouted in the recognition of the messiahship of Lord Jesus Christ it is a praise or it is a shout of joy or shout of honor and adoration to give praises to God Almighty our son Jesus as a messiah you know God not only needs us as the donkey was in need of the master God not only makes us victorious as you know through different situations as they were holding victoriously the, the, the palm leaves in their hands in, in heaven he also wants us to shout Ozenna in recognition of the forthcoming of Messiah or the second coming of the Messiah 
you know God wants us to declare his praises before he comes you know even when he was entering into the into Jerusalem they were holding the palm branches and crying out Ozena Ozena of course one part if you take it to the Greek Hebrew origin we can find that all these poor people they were under the subjection of the Roman emperorship rulership they were thinking that he is the king he's the messiah who is, who is going to redeem us and they were just shouting shouting with joy Ozena Lord save us please Lord save us please but if we take to the Greek meaning of that word Ozena we understand it is a declaring God's praises Lord I give you honor I give you glory I praise you because you are the messiah and today for you and me we know that we are no more under slavery we don't need to shout and cry out Lord please save us because he has already saved us and all that we need to do today is to if you look into the Greek origin of the meaning of this word Ozena and understand it we need to declare God's praises today because he is going to come he is going to come again for the second time to this world and we are going to see him our eyes are going to see him it doesn't matter whether we are dead or we are alive we are going to meet him face to face and we need to receive him and the way to receive Jesus the Messiah is to shout Ozena to declare his praises you know today if we don't tell to this world about the Messiah they are not going to know it it was same thing true even we as we read in Matthew chapter uh, this 21 as they were declaring the Ozenna Ozenna the people of the city of Jerusalem were trying to find out who is he so they became very curious well, who is he coming into the city how did they know that someone is coming into the city they were shouting with joy they were crying out Ozenna Ozenna today if you and I if we don't shout we don't tell the world Ozenna nobody is going to know that our Lord and Savior is going to come back to this world to judge them and God not only he is in need of us not only he wants to say, us to say that we are victorious he was he is also in need of us today to declare to tell Ozenna to this generation you know today when it comes to the matter of telling somebody about Lord Jesus Christ we all think that it is somebody else's job that's what I think my job is to do the Sunday morning service and then go home and prepare for next Sunday morning all of us say the same thing my job is to come to church on Sunday morning and then go to the university right to study or to the college or to back to our work then who else will go and tell about Jesus Christ everybody thinks it is somebody's job when finally it becomes nobody's job right God wants us not only he called us into it he called us into this light he called every one of us and he made us victorious our life is no more subjected to the slavery of this world he has purified us he has washed us with his precious blood and we are today victorious the third thing God expects us to do is to go and tell proclaim his name to somebody else you know God wants every one of us to, to touch somebody's life
God wants every one of us. We may not be able to you know, go and proclaim, stand in the corner of the street and with a microphone and, and proclaim the name of the Lord. We may not be able to do it. But God wants every one of us to touch somebody's life. The question I was asking this morning. Am I working in someone's life? I just want to leave that thought and that question today before I close. Are you working on somebody's life? Are you working on someone else's life? At least one. I just want to give the share that idea. Identify someone who is not part of this church, who is not probably going to any other church, any other spiritual church, are not going to church at all. Identify somebody in your life. Pray for them constantly. Start working in their life continuously. Every time when we meet them, meet him or her, take a minute and talk to them. Every time when you kneel down to pray, tell their name to God. If all of us can identify at least one and write them in our Bible or in the diary, and start influencing their lives not just praying but even sharing listening to them and sharing our thoughts with them and very carefully very patiently working in their life drawing them closer to God we would have influenced at least one life after a few days or a few months or after a few years and there are many lives out there they don't have anybody else working in their lives and if we think that it is somebody else will do it and nobody is going to do it and they are going to perish in sin as Jesus was entering into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry as they were holding the palm branches and shouting Hosanna it means declaring that he is the Messiah and we know that today he is the coming Messiah and he is going to come to this world not as a savior but as a judge and God expects us to work in someone else's life at least one it is the responsibility of every one of us today to shout Hosanna save us O Lord we thank you because you saved us now Lord help me to proclaim help me to tell about you to someone else so that I may save him from the eternal destruction the donkey tells us that God is in need of us the palm branches tells us that we are victors we are not defeated the shout of Hosanna tells us God wants us to proclaim his love his praises to this generation at least one